What's going on, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Tom Talks. Today, I'm joined with Emma Purcell. She is a conscious creation strategist, and I'm I'm fucking excited to get into this. So, Emma, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you're about. Sure. So, yeah, so I run a business and called The Consciousness Collective, and I'm a conscious creation strategist. So essentially what that means is I help seven to eight figure business owners refine their genius. So yeah, do lots of, I've moved away from programs that I used to run with course creation and that type of thing and currently doing more one-to-one work. Yeah, I love that. And we were speaking a little bit before we jumped on this podcast and you said your biggest focus through that is working with Gene Keys, right? So what is Gene Keys for the listeners who are new to this or just stepping into this space? Can you please tell us a little bit about Gene Keys? So Gene Keys is a journey that we enter into. A lot of people come across it or hear about it when they're ready to step into a new journey in their evolution. Because the Gene Keys, Richard Rudd, who created the Gene Keys, believes that we're the architect of our own evolution. And so it's like an inner journey into your life and the path that you've been on and understanding it on a deeper level and how you actually express yourself correctly. Mm. So how does it make an impact in our lives? Well, I began in the coaching industry many, many years ago. And I was doing more emotional healing and that type of stuff. And in the world of, you know, repatterning, um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, right? These are all the things that I've done in the, in the past. There's this thing that goes around where everybody's trying to fix everybody, right? It's like there's this theme of you run a pattern or you have a behavior and it's incorrect, or it's shadowy, or it um, isn't serving you, then there's this, this belief that we're supposed to fix and change what that is in order to be better. And I was kind of living in that world for a while, and it wasn't working. So I was working with hundreds of clients all of the time, and moving through then releasing patterns and all these types of things. But they would always come to a point where they felt like it had almost worn off, or it wasn't getting the results that they had initially felt that they were achieving in the in the first place. And so I was seeing that there was a lot of people that just weren't happy and they weren't evolving the way that they were told that they were supposed to be, you know. And when I ended up coming across the Gene Keys, which was probably eight or nine years ago now, what I loved about it is that they give us, as we journey into our individual gene keys, so we have these gene keys when we run our free charts, which you can just do at genekeys.com, um, and you just need to know your birth date, time and place in order to run that. And when you have it, it gives you a chart and it allows you to kind of dive into individual gene keys. But what I loved about it was that every gene key has three different expressions. So it's got your challenge or your shadow, then it has your gift and potential or creativity, and then it has your city or your essence. 
And so what I then started to realise was we were never actually meant to get rid of or change or remove the shadow or the challenge. We were simply supposed to learn that there's another option for us to express through, which through the gene keys is the gift and the potential, which is essentially like the middle ground if you kind of think in the the Buddhist way of thinking. That is so interesting. The this idea, this concept, I I feel like it kind of relates to this idea of like raising conscious, like this different timelines, the different potentialities, right? Sounds like yeah. Each each gene, gene or each key. What do you? Each gene key. Yeah. You yeah. have the ability to choose which way you want to live your life. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Yes. So you could live your entire journey in the shadow, the challenge, the victim consciousness, and a lot of chaos would play out. And a lot of people do. 80% of the collective consciousness lives in their shadow and in their challenge. And so this whole, you know, I cringe a little bit when people talk about frequency and energy and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at the practicality of the gene keys, you can actually see in real time the frequency shift, you know, that it looks one way to live in your challenge, but it looks another way to live in your gift or your potential. And it's like it's it's like a story I tell about the two roads. And the man says, why do you always take the hard road? And the response is, what makes you think I see two roads? So when we see two roads, right, when we've been on the journey where we've been doing our inner work, for lack of a better word, and we're raising our frequency and therefore we're achieving and and doing things differently and seeing things through a different lens and a perspective to others, then it's our responsibility then to show other people that the other road exists. Mm. And, okay, so... How many gene keys can a person have or does a person have, I suppose? Well, there's 64 gene keys in the whole transmission. We all, like all of them exist within us. However, you have got your set chart of, um, of gene keys that for your, um, when you run your chart, there's, there's a certain sequences that have your gene keys in them um, and there is more coming. So <laughs> it's a consistent evolution as well. So, um, yeah, they all exist within us, but there are specific ones that pertain to different aspects of your personal life. So for me, for example, there could be a set number that I have adopted or integrate or embody that predominantly impact my life, right? Yeah, so there's 11 gene keys in the current sequence. Right, and are those carried through your whole life or do they change or how does that work? No. So when you run your chart, when it's run off your birth date and time, it's essentially the genetic blueprint that you're imprinted with. Mm. And so... When it comes <clears throat> when it comes through your journey, so there's three sequences. The first sequence is your genius or your activation sequence. 
and it is about unpacking your genius. The second one is the Venus or the love sequence. So it's all about your relationships. And the third one is your pearl sequence. So that's all about prosperity and money. Um, And that's predominantly where I work with um, business owners. And the, the pearl sequence is all about prosperity, the holy grail, the way that you're designed to make money and to show up in the world. Right. And each of those three has 11 gene keys in them. I'm not all up, oh, yes. all together. Oh, I yes, see. all right. together. Yeah, all three sequences together. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. interesting. So, when you're yeah. working with your clients and you're focusing on the or the prosperity or, or the call, yeah, what yeah. are you looking for or what are you looking to shift or identify where someone's currently at? Well, my major focus, what people come to me for is oftentimes they, there's, there's two pieces. So they're either feeling unfulfilled in what they're currently doing and they want to create something new and they, they want to do it differently than they've ever done before, or they're already super successful in the business world, but there's, they're lacking this fulfillment. It's like, okay, I've made money, but now what? You know, it's like, where's the piece where I'm actually making an impact that feels good inside? And so the Gene Keys allows me to actually drop into things like their vocation, like what they're here to do, um, their brand and their culture, like the people that they're destined to attract. um, And the Pearl or the Prosperity Key is essentially like, it's like the embryo of your life. It's what's been kind of moving and growing and evolving throughout your entire life and what it's all for. But quite often we have to be adults in order to fully go through that that entire sequence and get to the age of 28 when our brains are fully developed. So for someone to fully step in to this and, and embody it or to live this out, you feel like they need to be or they need to be at the age of 28 where they're fully developed to do so? Yeah, I personally, um, as part of my niche, if you like, is I work with people 30 plus. Right. And that's purely based on that. Yes, yes. That you haven't... So you can absolutely look at the gene keys prior to that, but some of them some of the gene keys are going to, there's, there's still time where they're going to be embodied. There's still time for you to journey through them because in the Venus sequence, some of the gene keys actually go through your imprinting phases. So it begins when you're in the womb. The next one is um, zero to seven. The next one is eight to 14, um, 15 to 21 and so on. Right. Yeah. So there's some that won't you won't fully drop into and live and experience until certain ages and that's based off astrology you know saturn return right right yeah i was was about to bring that up the saturn return and so does that play an impact in the gene keys this idea of saturn return yes 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 so for someone i'm 26 right so for someone like me or a, a new introducing wanting to look at the gene keys do you feel like it's still impactful for people this age to get introduced to the gene keys and to 
I suppose, become familiar with the, with the concept and the way of life? Totally. So I have three children. My boys are 12, 16 and 18. And I use their gene keys for basically like a lens to look through. And rather than trying to manipulate or, you know, kind of give them a direction based off of it, Instead, what I actually look at as a parent is I look at in the Venus sequence when it comes to these imprinting phases, I look at the expressions that they're most likely going to operate through. And so my only focus is if if they're going through life at that age, you know, so say the 8 to 14 gene key with one of my sons at the moment, the themes that play out in his life because that particular gene key is your EQ or your emotional intelligence. And it actually determines the whole theme of what your career is going to be later in life. So it can tell a lot of stories, you know, and predict a lot of things. But at the same time, you've got free will. So you don't want to kind of, I don't talk to them about it. I more so look at it and use it as my own guide, you know. So with the expressions, what I'm doing as a parent is I'm looking at, okay, this theme is going to play out in this particular child's life more so than someone else's. So I'm keeping an eye out for the shadow versus the gift potential. So if I can always be raising them up to look through the lens of, yes, challenges are going to happen. Yes, you're going to experience all the negative stuff and I'm going to give them the confidence to be able to face their fears and their darkness. But at the same time, as a mother, my role is to help them operate from a place of their creativity and their gift and their potential so that they can access more earlier and we can start to shift, you know, that old paradigm of like bad things happen, but I learnt a lesson from it. It's like, yeah, that's great, but we don't need to experience trauma to learn a lesson. So if I have an insight and I can help support you to see this through a different lens, they get to step into their embodiment sooner. <laughs> so yeah. that's a lot. But that's how, I, that's how I look at it for people that are younger. Some gene keys you're going to already be able to be working right. with and then others just aren't quite, they're not quite complete yet. So you're going to still be journeying them. That's all. Okay. So do you, because I know we also talked about human design, and I know a lot of people who live their life purely based on human design or the same with yeah. the same sort of thing with astrology, right? So I know a lot of people that live their life, but like some people won't even go outside on certain days because yeah. their chart says this or that, right? So yeah, would you say that you advocate for predominantly living life through the gene keys? No, I would say that learning to be emotionally intelligent and responsible for your choices and learning when life happens that you know how to deal with it. Um, I believe life is an experiment and I believe human design and the gene keys and astrology and all of those things are an experiment and they're not something for us to fixate on or to um, attach our identity yeah. to. And that's really important. And they don't define us, you know. And we're always going to apply meaning 
and we're always going to find what we're looking for. So if we start to convince ourselves that we are a certain way and that we're fixed in something, you're actually going to close yourself off to a whole lot of opportunity. Totally, totally agree. I I remember when I first discovered human design a few years back and there was this phase in my life where I was like, it's human design or fucking nothing. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, nope, this is how I'm doing it. I'm asking fucking questions. I'm making mistakes as a, as a one, three. And I was just so in a way brainwashed into that type of belief that I need to live a life a certain way. And mm. I also agree with the fact that to identify with one specific uh, experiment, as you called it, I personally believe it's, it's a bit unhealthy and it's not going to serve mm-hmm. you in the long run. But as you mentioned, using what, whether it's gene keys or human design or astrology or whatever the experiment is, using it and incorporating it into your life as a way of bringing more awareness. And as you mentioned, like choosing the, the higher, what did you say? The, the higher, uh, the shed, what are the three called? Yeah. The gift, the potential. gift potential. Your creativity. Choosing the higher yeah. gift potential. I think it's just another way to mm-hmm. look at how and empower an individual to change their lives. Like it's empowering knowing that you can change your life or you can choose your gift potential or timeline or vibration, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a big yeah. fan. I'm not a big fan of that, but totally agree that we all have the capability and the power to choose the existence mm. that we want to live. And gene keys is more of a contemplation, mm. right? The idea of the gene keys is to contemplate. So it's to read your gene keys in those specific areas and then contemplate what that means for you, right? They're not telling you what to do or how to be, but everybody is going to hear them or read them differently based on your own life experience, based on your own filters, based on your own past experiences and stories, you know? And so dependent on where it lies is dependent on what it represents for you. And so the art of contemplation and the pause is to read it and then be like, okay, well, what does that mean for me then? Like if we're going to explore, say, your vocation, it's not about being told, well, you're a doctor or you're going to be a vet or you're going to be a whatever. It doesn't matter what you do. What it's about is the essence that you bring, right? Whatever job you're doing, it's the essence that you bring that is going to make the impact on people. And We've all heard about celebrities who make a huge impact through, you know, reaching a lot of people, but then there's also a garbage truck driver who has impacted everybody on their on their route because they've done something unique, right? And so everybody is a piece to the puzzle and it's not about being famous and, and outly, you know, and kind of out in the world. Everybody has a different way of expressing themselves. And so the vocation is is the essence that you bring to what it is that you do. And so if we live that out through the shadow or the challenge, then it's going to be negative, right? And it's going to have a negative impact, which is going to lower the, the frequency of 
of society, of the world, and we see that a lot. That's kind of where we're at. Um, And when people can step in and, and create their own inner peace and start to contemplate what that particular gene key represents for them and how that just is the thing that people see in you, right? It's always going to be the thing that people see within you. And so when you can read and learn what that gift potential is, you can start to get creative with it. So you can either be creative as the celebrity on the high side being famous and everybody knows you, or you can be creative with it as the garbage truck driver who jumps out and gives the kids a toy and, you know, whatever. It's all about the creativity and how you're showing up. I love that. I love that. It's That's mm. very empowering and a good I really like that analogy that you've used with the celebrity and the garbage man because you're totally right. Like, without a garbage man, yeah, <laughs> out, everyone's life they're all all just as important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's so yeah. true. So when oh, I'm just getting mind blown here, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> so when you're looking at these these eleven these 11 different genes, gene keys. Yeah. And they all have yeah. three three potentials, right? What was the third potential, by the way? So there's the... The city or the, the, city essence. Or the essence. So, yeah, I like to look at the city or the essence. It's something that you'll experience a little in your life. It's almost like when you're operating through the gift potential, it's like this kind of little high that you'll kind of feel and see occasionally. But I like to look at it more as the legacy that we leave behind. It's the spirit that we leave behind. So if we choose to operate from our gift potential and we serve, we be in service to that, you know, what's the highest service I can be in the world, then what we're going to leave behind is the city and the essence. Right. So your whole, I understand now, so your whole focus is on the, yeah, that that makes sense. So when lead through the yeah gift. through the gift. Yeah. So how how do you support people in shifting from the shadow or the challenge <laughs> to to the gift? Is that a mindset thing, or is that what? How does that? The gene keys itself teaches the art of contemplation. So it's about just reading them and. Um, understanding for yourself. Richard does say that it can take up to about two years to correctly journey your entire gene key sequence. So it's not something that you just kind of rush through. You know, it's not about loading yourself with information. It's not about um, I'm going to learn each one of these and then I'll know what it means, right? It's, It's a journey of contemplation. It's a journey of unlocking each gene key for yourself one at a time which usually takes up to two years to fully journey correctly so it's not something to do um yeah rapidly so um it's something that you kind of continually come back to when you you've forever been called to the different areas you know and and exploring different things and discovering different things and Um, it takes time. You've got to be very patient with how that plays out. But the way that I work with it, with my clients, um, because of my background, is I actually couple it with, um, I do a lot of trauma healing and a lot of repatterning and all that kind of stuff around 
people's individual gene keys and how the themes are showing up. So when I work with business owners, you know, if they are stuck on, you know, they, they can't really get clarity on their ideal client, for example, well, there's a whole process that I've built where I use the gene keys as a tool, but then we use a lot of other things to support that shift as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, the gene keys is, is the framework or the blueprint and it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you have used all the uh, modalities or practices or tools that you've accumulated before you stepped into the gene keys to yeah. help your clients create the shift? Yes. So, yeah, the gene keys is just a tool in my toolbox. So what I help them with is a hybrid of all of the things that I've done over the years. Yeah. We kind of use it as the roadmap, right. if you like. The direct, yeah. yeah, the direction. I like that. So mm. for for someone who's listening right now, right, and, and as Emma mentioned, you guys can jump online and you can get your own gene key uh, layout framework. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for someone who's listening right now, Emma, who wants to do a bit of their own digging into this what would you mm -hmm. recommend or where where do you recommend people starting yeah definitely running their free profile because on the gene keys site richard rudd has a great one where he gives you there's like a couple of paragraphs that kind of explain a little bit about it um he offers some wonderful courses and programs as well if people just want to go down that journey and um and study them and contemplate them you do have to do them in order however um so you have to start with the activation sequence then when you've done that you can unlock the venus sequence and so on and so forth so there's a process that you have to go through that um and you can also go and order his books so i don't get anything out of that i just love gene keys and i'm forever sending people his way because you know i i love it i use it um i'm very grateful for his work um, yeah, so th there's the Gene Keys book, there's the 64 Ways, which are personal contemplations of each of the Gene Keys, which is where Richard's actually shared his own personal view rather than the specific Gene Key. Um, yeah, there's a whole world to explore if you just kind of want to begin with that. But when it comes to me for business owners, um, yeah, I offer business readings and that's where it's just like a one-off thing that people can do. Um, and then I have one-to-one -one offers for business owners. Yeah. Right. And as, as a, a business can have a, as an entity or a company or a sole trade, as a business in itself can have a human design chart, I'm assuming it can also have a gene key chart. Is that what you're referring to? Sure. Yeah. 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 And I do play around with that with, with my one-on-one -on -one clients is we will run a chart based off their business as well, just to have a look at, because everything's energy, right? Like in the sense of when it was created, um, when the idea came through for that business, um, something was going on, right? Energetically. And so when we can have a look at that and we can team it with the person who created it and the other team members as well. Yeah. We can start to see, um, we can see a whole other world of things playing out. And it's 
it's really about, I'm all about refining genius. I help people refine their genius so that they can make the greatest impact and they can show up in the world the way that they're designed to. And so one of the most the most fun things that I love doing when I'm running the charts for businesses and things is um, how we start to move people around because it's like this person isn't meant to be here. Like they might have gone out and been told and this is where society and the system gets in the way. And so essentially what we're doing with the challenges is we're undoing <laughs> everything that the environment has taught people because we innately know what we want and we innately know what we are. And the the thing happens when we've got to unpack it. So I homeschool my three boys as well. And so it's night and day. Their mindset is night and day because they're not in that system and they're not being taught and told things, you know, in the way that everybody, we've all, like I grew up, I went all the way through to year 12 through school. Um, But I've spent most of my life and for all these years that I've been in business, which is almost 20 years now, the work that I've done with people is undoing <laughs> what happened in the first 18 years of yeah. their life. That's what we spend the time on, is undoing everything. And so now that I've gotten to the age that I am, it's like I'm, I don't buy into it. It's like, no, I'm, I'm no longer going to believe that this is the way it's supposed to be done because why would I be making money and have built a career of undoing it if it worked right and so yeah it's um yeah I love the journey that we get to go down when it's it's all about that unpacking and the undoing and people can actually start to reveal themselves and then dive deeper into what it is they're actually here for totally totally This society has been so programmed and just imprinted from the day it was born. The school, like, this is what blows my mind. The schooling system has not been updated since it was created. How long ago was that? It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, it, it excites me to hear and see so many people these days waking up to this reality that society and this programming and the schooling system are extremely flawed and homeschooling is it's big thing and it should be a big thing it should be a big focus for a lot of people who don't want their children to be indoctrinated into the system to become another Mm. cog in someone else's machine which is what we're all taught to be at which is what school does sit down shut up do the work that you're told to do don't embrace your gifts uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh yeah i I could (laughs) better rein that in i could rant on that but so from it sounds like you support people in going back through that deprogramming releasing and finding the gift that they had or they were born with that so many of us lose through that process. Uh, Is that right? You go back. Yeah. Yeah, because we need that life experience, right? Like we're going to come through that journey and we've been through that life experience of what it isn't. Mm. (laughs) Everyone goes through the journey of what their genius isn't for that first, you know, 28 to 30 years. 
Um, and then they kind of have this aha moment. Everybody comes looking. Between 28 and 30, everybody comes looking and they're like, this can't be it. Mm. And, you know, and the, with going back to the homeschool thing as well, I say to like for my boys, it's like I want them to learn to problem solve and to be free thinkers and to question everything. And that's it. That's that's how they live their life, you know. And um, the other thing that we talk about is I say to them, if the point of, of going to school is to get a good career and to make money and to, you know, be able to look after yourself and provide for your family, how come I went all the way through school but my job didn't exist? The internet didn't exist when I was at school, right? And they're still teaching the same thing that they taught then. So it's like I've created a business that didn't exist. So what can they teach me? What did they teach me that I'm using now for the work that I'm doing? Like it doesn't doesn't align. I had to go out and go on a journey – of unpacking all my own conditioning and to give get myself to a place of courage and confidence to be able to actually do what I wanted to do. And what's hilarious now, you know, when I work with all these business owners and they, they own all these businesses and there are lots of people in the world that people know, you know, and um, it's like, and we're playing with gene keys and we're unpacking like all these things and it's it's laughable because it's like, when people say to me, what do you do, wanting, you know, are you a secretary, are you a yeah. nurse, are you, you know, they're wanting that kind of a response. It's it's almost laughable because I'll have just taken these, these world's wisest leaders through some crazy journey for the last few days and then have to answer oh. that <laughs> in a way that people can understand, <laughs> you know. So it's like you can do whatever you want, but it's about having the courage to start to unpack all of this old conditioning and what we can do with the gene keys. And what I love about Richard's work is that he can show us the expressions. He can show us how we're living it currently and the other options that we get to make. Totally. That question, what do you do? I fucking hate that. It's just like this (laughs) societal programming. Like, well, what do you, it's like a comparison. It's like, no one, bro, I just tell people, I know when people are not on like this vibration or this, in this type of reality, right? And they'll say, oh, what do you do? I'm like, man, I'm a coach. And that's what, that's all I say. Like, I'm a coach. I, I, <laughs> I cannot be bothered to go into the intricacies and the, the details that they're looking for to, to get them to understand or to, for them to comprehend and it's totally yeah. i can totally see what you're saying that <laughs> in that because what you do is so it's life-changing but it's also well what is a what is a one-worded or couple-worded label like what is that going yeah. to it's not going to do justice to the impact that you're yeah. making in this world it's yeah <laughs> mind-blowing yeah and it's, um, yeah, and, and that's also where I help people with the gene keys to learn how to have really unique creative vocations and attract the people that they're destined to work with because that's not an easy job, you know. It's not easy when you're weird 
and you're doing really crazy things to find the people in the standard ways, you know? And so, yeah, there's a, there's an art to it. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so I suppose with that, it sounds like Gene Keys is really uh, a blueprint that, well, with these, the vocation, the, the Venus, right. And the pearl, was it the purpose mm-hmm. aspect? So with these, yep. sequence, sequence, yeah. right. uh, with these, these three overarching uh, areas, it sounds like this literally can ripple out into every aspect of your life. Totally. Yeah. So the Venus, you're talking about the relationship stuff. And so I'm curious, does a gene keys support people in creating a healthier communication and a healthier relationship with other people or with themselves as well? Yes, because, um, so with, in the Venus sequence, you've still got your three choices of your expressions but in your shadow there's always two ways there's a a reactive and a um like a reactive nature and a more of a responsive nature that we can play out the shadow so not only have you got a shadow but then there's also two ways that you can play out that shadow right um and so it's it's about again that contemplation it's like okay well when I look at this um, and I look at, say, my emotional intelligence and the shadow of that, how does that play out for me, you know? Um, and dependent on the gene key, I'll open one here and I'll give an example. Okay, 30th gene key. So it is um, the shadow of desire and the repressive nature is over-serious and the reactive nature is flippant. So you can see how somebody who has a shadow of desire um, yeah, can either be over-serious on one hand or they can be flippant yeah. on the other hand. So that's where as you read them, you can go, okay, how, does, how, do, how am I doing this? How is this showing up for me? And then you can read the gift potential and see kind of what it looks like to not be repressed or reactive and to instead be sitting in um, and... So as you can imagine, if somebody's completely locked into the pattern of the shadow mm. and the challenge and they're locked into being flippant about everything, right, right? and it plays out in everything and they, it becomes reliable how flippant they are right. about things, right, if that's then affecting their relationships, which right. it would, now they get to read the gift potential and actually see what other option there is. And so this is the contemplation, right? You get to read it then and go, oh, hang on. But this is what would happen if I was no longer flippant and I actually showed up in this way. And so it, it opens up another pathway. It starts to open up another option, right? It's about showing that second road so people can now start to go, hang on a minute. And no, those of us that work in you know, therapy and psychology and all that kind of stuff. It's not as easy as just going, well, I'm just going to change then. There's a journey to that, yeah. right? But it's still that conscious awareness first, right? It's it's being consciously aware mm. first that 
okay, this is a problem and this is how it's playing out and this is how I'm doing it and this is where I could be if I choose to start to, you know, to do that inner work and to start to release and repattern. Totally. So I've got a question then. Around, because everyone's perspective is going to be different and I understand what you're saying, how, you know, it's thought-provoking, it's it's a opportunity and a point for reflection. So not everyone's perspective is different. Does that mean that through an individual's own perspective and interpretation that the outcome of being in the shadow or being in the gift potential is different for no matter what? Yeah, well, everybody's everybody's going to read it differently. Everyone's going to apply meaning differently. Everybody's going to be experiencing their shadows differently because of past experiences and trauma and environment that they've grown up in. And some people are going to find they're locked in their shadow. Other people are going to find they just drop into it occasionally. Right. You know, some people are going to find it easier to operate from the gift potential because they didn't have so much trauma from their past. So... If they've been raised in a higher frequency, it's easier for them to sit in it, right? If you've been raised in a that, I hate that word, but lower frequency, then it's harder because the shadow challenge is all that's ever existed around you and it's existed in everyone around you and that's what you thought was the truth. That's what you believe because it's been modelled. That's what you believe people are like and therefore... Um, if you're flippant about something, like we'll use that example, and then maybe your par- or your parents were flippant about something and that's how they operated all the time. There was never really a care about things. It was like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. Nothing's ever followed through. You can never trust them at their word. You know, all of those things. You learn that behaviour and because it hurt you, you then start to be flippant, even if it's not your gene key, Right. You start to be flippant about everything because it's like, well, who cares anyway? No one cared about me, so I'm just going to behave like this also, (laughs) right? And then you get to an age in life where it starts to hurt people, including yourself. And that's when you have that choice of, well, do you continue it and pass it on to your own children and continue perpetuating those environments that you've been in? Or do you make a change and you realise that this isn't okay and something needs to be done about it, you know? And that's where we have that invitation to come into that gift potential. But if, if, you've, if you've grown up that way, you just assume that everybody's the same. You yeah. just assume that nobody can be trusted. You just assume that nobody is true to their word, right? And so when you're then exposed, this is like, the whole thing I was saying about the other road. They don't know the other road even exists until somebody shows them. And because we're attracted to frequency, you're always going to keep finding other people who are a match to that energy. So you're always going to find people you can't trust and then are going to know become good on their word and all of it's it's going to just continue forever. And that's the world that you believe exists. Because it's all you see. Totally. Right? Then someone who's grown up the opposite way where they can trust and there is safety and there is all of those things, then it's much, much easier for them to sit in that. And so 
going back to that question around like people under the age of 30 and children and all of those things, um, my belief with the gene keys and the way that I've used it with children, helping other parents, you know, all that kind of stuff is look at it as the foundation that you want to operate from is at the gift potential. Because if you can help people understand and see what the gift potential looks like, they're going to find it so much easier to succeed in life in every single way humanly possible. And, you know, if you've got a child who leaves home but has never learned how to cook, to clean, to, you know, buy their own food, to take care of their own home, to take care of themselves, and then you also ask them to go to work, get a job, manage their life, manage their money, manage their relationships, um, have a social life, be fun, have an outlet, they have double the amount of work to a child that has been raised with the foundation of knowing how to cook, nourish themselves, buy themselves food, keep their house tidy, wash their clothes, um, communicate and get on well with people. If that foundation is locked in before they leave home, then the success piece, right, the privilege that they have then is that the foundation has already been built. Mm. And so now they don't, that's all locked in and that's so easy for them. So now this new world of having a career and earning money and managing money and being successful as a human being, that's the capacity, they've got the capacity for it, Mm. right? And so the way that I love to use the gene keys is as leaders, as parents, as people that have this ability to be in our creativity and our gift potential, it's our responsibility to help other people get to that foundation. a big one that's a big big share thank you there's a, there's a lot of yeah. insight in that and <clears throat> i can reflect on that in a, in a few ways when i think when i think about like the work that i do a lot of, a lot of mindset stuff and a lot of this you know the inner work um dealing with this sort mm-hmm. of patterning and programming these cycles that are continuing to be perpetrated perpetuated sorry as you as you mentioned right when when you're going through this and identifying like okay i'm i'm here like you read through the gene keys like you can identify like whenever someone reads something that resonates they you can always know it's you, right? You can yeah. always know. Yeah. So when someone goes through and they read about, okay, this will go back to that, the shadow of the, the flipping, right? Someone reads that and they're so locked in their ways, being flipping throughout their life. How do you suggest they shift from being, having that platform or that, being anchored into that flippant shadow and unanchoring and shifting up into the creative creation. 
Yeah. How do you, how, yeah, how would you suggest people do that? The very first thing, something they can do on their own, is to question what it could be like instead. To start to allow their mind to visit, and this is again where the gift potential can help, right? Reading the gift potential, it's about sitting down and asking yourself, what could it be instead? And just creating the opposite of it, just to unpack the opposite. It's like, okay, so this is currently how I do it, how it shows up, how I play it out. What's the opposite of that? What could be true? if I was playing out the opposite of that. And it just, it starts to kind of break your brain a little bit, you know, and starts to just open up the possibility. Yeah. Yeah, because there is so much possibility in in all of this. And I also have a question around, you Mm. mentioned earlier that when a child, when when someone's parents um, are in their shadow of their gene key, so we'll, again, we'll just use the flip it. So there's the parent, the mother, let's just say, is in the shadow of flippant flippancy flip flippantness whatever the word <laughs> for that is <laughs> um when they're in that shadow and it gets gets cemented that as as that mother but you said that a ch- the child will also have that imprinted on them which i agree upon wholeheartedly so my question is does that mean that the child, does a child have to have the gene key that has that shadow in it for them to be imprinted upon? No. So they're still going to have their own, right? So they're still going to have their own shadow as right. well um, that's going to play out. So let's pick another one. Here's one here, force. And so bullish or self-effacing. <laughs> So let's say that child is bullish. So their nature is going to be bullish and trying to kind of, you know, come at the other person or be arguing with the parent all the time or screaming at them for being flippant all the time, right? And so now this child has picked up both shadows. So it's going to be bullish in the way that that, the child's going to be bullish in the way that they um, express out into the world. And they're going to be like, can't believe you let me down again. You're always like that. Rah, rah, rah. You don't care about me. You don't care about anything, mm. right? And then they're also going to believe that when people love you, they don't care. Right. For, because of the flippancy, right. right? So they're going to be carrying like all the challenges and shadows, which makes it so much harder for these kids to go out in the world. And the problem that we have in society is that we raise children this way, then when they become 18, we push them out into the world and say, be better than us. (laughs) Right. Right? Now that they're an adult, we have this expectation that they're suddenly supposed to be better than us and they're supposed to behave a certain way when we've actually layered on all of the shadows and the challenges that we haven't taken the time to work through, you know? And, you know, one of my sons said at turning 18 and being homeschooled, you know, the HSC and everything runs differently. But, again, people going, what's he going to do for a job now? You know, (laughs) how's he going to do the HSC? It's like, oh. And, anyway, we were talking about it one day and and I said to him, you know, just it's all about follow your passion, do what you like, you know, enjoy your life. Give yourself a few years as a young Mm. adult before the responsibility and the partnerships and the children and all the things Mm. come 
go and have fun, you know, just enjoy your life anyway and make figure out how to make some money. That's it, yeah. you know, make money that funds you fun yeah. <laughs> and you can get serious later. And um, anyway, he was sitting there one day and he was asking and he said, when did you start your own businesses? And I said, well, I started working for myself at 18 and then it gradually grew but it would have probably been when I really, really made it, when I was making really great money and it was like, oh, my God, I know what I'm doing, was around that 28, 28 years, 30 mark, right? Um, then with my ex-husband, so his father, he was like, when did Dad start his business? Same age was when he really dropped into um, his most successful business also. And so my son was like, cool. Well, I've got till 30 to actually figure out what it is I want to do. I was like, yes. And this is what's so hypocritical is so many people are forcing these kids to be better than them and to step out into the world and be successful when they themselves haven't figured it out yet, you know? And so this is, this is the Gene Keys is just a beautiful journey where we get to start to just use a different lens to look at it through, you know? totally i i totally resonate with the with what you're saying there it's it's a societal programming where all right you leave school get a good job uh preferably like a corporate job you know you find a partner you get married you have kids and this is all but all before you're 28 right buy a house all before you're 28 it's 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 Mm. not fucking true it's before your brain has fully developed enough that you get to realize that you've been had. <laughs> and this is why, that's, that's what's yeah, I, this is why I believe so many people are having midlife crisis because they've been brought up yep. to be someone they're not yep. and live a life that is not theirs. Yes. And then they get to a point where they're like, what the fuck am I doing? I hate my job. I don't like my partner. I don't even want to live where I'm living, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. Like (laughs) it's, it's just a toxic cycle. I really like that reframe. Just don't worry about it. Wait till you're 28 or 30, put a bit of time on it. And if you, and if you have success between now and then, great. Like don't stop. Don't yeah. stop just because you have more time. But understand you don't have to have your fucking life figured out by the time you're 20 or even by the time you're 30 or 40. Like it's yeah. just, it's not, yeah. oh, that gets my gears going. Like, Yeah, it's just about following your arrow, mm. right? It's about just follow your passions, just go with what's coming and, yes, be responsible and make money right. and be able to live a good right. life. But don't get fixated on this old belief of you have to have a career for 50 years and you have to work for the man, you know. It's like so many options out there that you get to live and just live your life, like be happy. And you're doing better than majority of of society. Oh, (laughs) preach it. I think that's so important. Like no one gives a, like don't go work for the company like 50 years, get the gold watch and then they're like, all right, see you later. Like fuck that. Do something you enjoy doing. And yeah, yeah, so it sounds like the gene keys and having a look so mainly around, well, I suppose around all of them, 
but mainly around like the uh, the purpose finance one. If you start to really start to uncover that early, knowing that you still have time to address it, and even if you're 30 years or older, for any of you listeners who are that, well, this is a good opportunity. Go back mm-hmm. and look at that, and this this will help you identify where where you may be in your shadow and where you have the ability to step into a more prosperous, successful, whatever you deem it to be, life by simply becoming aware of that shadow. Yes, and give yourself a more solid foundation to get creative from. Mm. What do you mean when when you say get creative from? So the gift potential is all about your creativity. It's all about um, letting go of what you've been told that you should do and allowing yourself to to feel that vitality, that life force, that essence. So a lot of people that I work with, they'll be successful. They'll, they'll have ticked all the boxes, right, of all the things. They're married with the big house and the, the kids and, the you know, the money coming in and all the things, but they feel flat and lifeless. There's no life, the life force is gone. They're bored, you know. And so when we operate from that gift potential, suddenly that life force comes back. It's like, and that creativity, you know, that that excitement of what can I create? What can I do? What can I, how can I be of highest service to the world? Mm. Would you correlate that with the feminine energy? Because feminine energy is quite like creative. Does that does that mean it's quite similar, or is this what's your perspective on? I think it's a mix of both. I think the yes, the creative feminine energy of you know, if you liken the masculine energy to the container mm. and the the action, right. right, the cup, and then the feminine energy is pouring the mm. water in, um, giving it somewhere to go. Um, yeah, that gift potential, that unlocking, it's its definitely this ability to just plug back into what lights you up and what actually um, the things that excite you and then you can go and take the action to make that happen, whatever that looks like. Right. So it's definitely a marriage of the two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. I hear that. I love mm. that. Yeah. Oh, Emma. It's wrapping up now, but I really appreciate yeah, you coming on and sharing your wisdom with me and every all, all the listeners here as well. It's been really uh, insightful and impactful. For anyone who is listening that would like to know more or follow Emma, I'll put all the information in the description below. And yeah, if you have any questions... I'm sure she, I'm sure she'd be she'd be open to it. If not, shoot me a message as well. Sure. We'll sure. find the answer. Yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, Emma, and sharing. It, this was a extremely expansive conversation for me. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope there's some little pieces in there for people to take away and. Um, start to explore no doubt no doubt there will no doubt there will be awesome thank you very much guys um we'll see you all next time on the next episode of tom talks i hope